Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. Back when I was a little kid, there was not nearly as much to watch on the television as there is now. There were not the hundreds of different programming specializing in everything. When I was a kid, you could not go crab fishing in Alaska. You could not drive a big rig across the ice or through the Indian mountains. You could not jaunt through the Amazon in search of the world's deadliest snakes or largest fish. Nor could you explore the minutia of science or look into the reality of everybody else's world. Nor could you do this any time, day or night. So on Saturday mornings as a little boy, I would get up early, have cereal, have as my one option, Warner Brothers. Sit down in the den on the floor and hang out for a while with Bugs Bunny and company. And then we would get a special treat if it were raining and cold and nasty outside. We get to watch war movies and westerns. I came to know and to love John Wayne through the TV on Saturday mornings. The Green Berets, Hondo, The Quiet Man, my favorite. And every Saturday morning, John Wayne was shooting up something or somebody. And it was exciting. And I remember to this day a scene from one of his lesser known movies. In fact, so much lesser known that I couldn't find it upon several searches. But I remember the movie did have John Wayne starring as some sort of western cowboy. And he had run into a nun who had been robbed. The nun was trying to get money to some town out west to build an orphanage. Now what I remember about the movie was the fact that after she was robbed, she didn't get bitter and angry and cursed. In the midst of being out in the middle of the desert, out in the middle of nowhere, having nothing and having lost everything, she stopped John Wayne, made him stop from his attempts to be heroic and chivalrous so she could go to her knees and give thanks to her God. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. I remember even as a little boy feeling awkward. I remember there being something almost ridiculous about this scene. There John Wayne was ready to go shoot him up. This nun stops, goes into prayer. It was out of place. It was a miss. The nun loses everything. Instead of letting John Wayne do what he does best, stops him. She rejoices. Give thanks to God. Now, in a very strange and awkward turn of events, I would remember that movie later in my life. Life is very often strange and awkward, isn't it? Several years ago, when I was first priested, I watched the same scene play out as an adult. But it wasn't with Bugs Bunny on the carpet in the den on Saturday morning. It was not in the safety and comfort of my house, even. I was visiting a dear friend who was days away from dying of cancer. Again, I was the one who felt awkward and ridiculous. My friend John, who lie dying, 
was participating in the same behavior as a nun. As his mortal life was drawing to an untimely end, he was constant in his stopping to rejoice, constant in his prayer, constant in his praise of God's holy name, constant in his thanksgivings to God for all God had blessed him with. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. There I was, young priest, trying as hard as I could to be chivalrous in my priestly way, trying to do my duty to say the prescribed prayers, to do the prescribed things, to do my job as best I could. But he kept interrupting me in my prescribed prayers and rituals, not letting me do my job because of his praise and his thanksgiving of his God, because of his rejoicing. Or at least that's how it felt. Truth be told, I was scared to death. John was a young man, cut down in the prime of his life. And for the first time in my own life, sitting there with John, I came to the realization that I was not immortal. On some deep and primal level, guttural level, I understood for the first time my days too were numbered. For the first time in my life, I truly got it truly understood that that could just as easily been me in that bed dying, breathing my last. Scared me. It was only by sheer will, work ethic, and of course God's grace that I could go into John's house and spend time with him. Being with John reminded me just how fragile and uncertain life is. And it scared me to no end. And yet here this man was, day after day, rejoicing, praying without ceasing, giving thanks to God in all things, counting his blessings, doing all this prayer and thanksgiving and rejoicing from his deathbed as a young man. Now perhaps we've all had experiences similar to this. Someone who has been dealt a horrid blow but yet rejoices and gives thanks to God. Someone who has been treated unfairly, but yet who is joyous. Someone who by human logic and reason has every right to be bitter, to be angry, but yet they rejoice. In the midst of death and despair, in the midst of trial and tribulation, in the midst of calamity, they rejoice. We sit off to the side and wonder how in the world are they able to do it. From my experience with John... The dying man, my dying friend, I learned a lot about myself, but I also learned a lot about rejoicing. We learned what that was in seminary. There's a theological definition for it, but learned something else about it. It has nothing to do with comparing yourself to the faith or fortune of others. Rejoicing has nothing to do with winning or losing. Rejoicing has nothing to do with dying or living. It has nothing to do with what is fair and what is not fair. Rejoicing is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a charism. It is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that St. Paul commends. And this morning he reminds the church in Thessaloniki to rejoice, to live in the Spirit of God. Now to put this as simply as possible, to rejoice is to be joy-filled. Joy. And joy is happiness. And happiness as understood by Paul, as understood by philosophers, 
Happiness is the point of life, the purpose of life. As we understand, as we Christians understand, the point and purpose of life is full and perfect union with God through Jesus Christ. Holiness, sanctification, deification. To be happy is to be united to God. Joy then comes about by finding God. And rejoicing comes about by enjoying or attaining God once we find him. In that way then, to find God is happiness. To enjoy the presence of God in your life is to rejoice. And that, my brothers and sisters, does not depend on anything or anyone. That is something that can never be taken away or robbed from you, from us. God is joy, God is happiness, and not even death can strip man of that joy. Joy cannot be faked with any degree of authenticity. In situations where our souls are tried, God is either your highest end, your happiness and greatest joy, or he is not. For John, God was his highest end. God was his happiness. Nothing could stop John from rejoicing. John lived in the spirit of God and died in the spirit of God. Today, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ... Today is Rose Sunday, commonly called Rose Sunday. It's Gaudette Sunday. The third candle, the rose candle on the Advent writ is lit. I'm wearing rose or pink vestments. It's Gaudette Sunday. Rejoice. Gaudette is Latin for rejoice. Today we are told to rejoice. We're halfway through Advent, more than halfway. And we're reminded today that it is but a short time until we celebrate God with us, Emmanuel. It is but a very few days until joy comes into this world. We are told rejoice, rejoice always, be happy, joy filled. Joy, the attainment of God, reveling in and enjoying God, the highest form of life it is. That is what it means to have life and to have it fully. If we have joy, it cannot be taken from us. Hardship and trial and tribulation cannot strip it away. Death cannot rob us of joy if our joy be true, if our joy be in God. So as we wait in expectation for Christmas, as we look for God to come among us, for Jesus Christ to come again at the end of days, remember joy, happiness. Let us seek God then. Let us revel in God's presence and in his person in our lives. If we have God, then nothing can keep us from rejoicing. Nothing can rob us from happiness. So let us pray, my brothers and my sisters, that we may share in the joy of God. That we may know a joy that nothing in this mortal world can take from us. That we may rejoice in all things and in all places and in all times. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.